It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. <gasps> what? This is kind of back to how it used to be. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. As well as the man who knows all the secrets of the universe, and hopefully someday he will divulge them. So you better keep tuning into our podcast. It's Murray. Yo. Hey there, Murray. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, this week on the podcast, we get back to some semblance of normality. We are going to recap our fabulous cuff experience. We're going to talk about what is coming out in theaters near us. What theaters? we're planning on seeing. Yes, theaters, and uh, also known as cinemas. And so, yeah, we're going to be doing that. We are going to be talking Open Rage, the Merman Minutes back, Rage or Dare, and then we're going to sigh a sad little tear for our cuff and get ready to start watching movies together in the theater. Right on. All right. Well, let's dance. Doesn't sound very dancey. No. That was a dance. <laughs> That's all right. We could dance to this, just really slow and real emo like. Because yeah, we're, you know, we were streaming cuff, man. This is uh, the cuff music. I know. I was moving on. I know. Well, it's another true. reason to tune in next week, though, because I guarantee the streaming music will be back. Yeah, it's yes. true. There is no streaming this week. I'm kind of well. E- it's kind of all streaming in a way, but. I'm doing my emo dance. Yes, it's like Frankenstein. It's kind of, it's kind of like the the one kid on Charlie Brown, that's you know lifting their shoulders and up yeah. one at a time. They all do that. Okay, well, let's talk about the rest of Cuff. Let's talk about the yeah, last excitement day. that it was the last day, which was our Sunday. It was, and it was, uh, it was a really good day. It was a really good day. Yeah. I just want to know one thing though. What's what? that? Who's Bruce? I know. It's a typo slash autocorrect. Apparently, Bruce is going to be talking about one of the films. Exactly. In the agenda. All right. Come on, Bruce. Yeah, stop calling me Bruce. Isn't that a movie? They call me Bruce. They call me Bruce, yeah. Uh, Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. From Austria. From Austria. Uh, it uh, It was really, really good. Um... In fact, it was better than that. It was better than just good. Yeah. Uh, this was, for me, this was the best film of the festival, and it was what? not even close. Hmm. Uh, it shows that you do not need an overdeveloped story and a giant budget to make an unforgettable, engaging film. You can make an emotional, poignant story from something as simple as an old man who hires an Afghan immigrant, or a migrant, sorry, to bury his dead dog. Kind of both, really. Yeah, yes, yeah, kind of both. Uh, That is the premise, and it's one of the best things that I've seen this year. Um, This Austrian film was directed and written by Karl Markovics. It stars Heinz Trixner as the old man, and I'm going to butcher this name. Borhanuldun Hassan Zadeh. Sure, that works. As the Afghan migrant. Imagine it faster and push together more, and that's it. Yeah, Borhanuldun... Or Hanaldin Hassan Zadeh. But you want to remember these guys' names because their acting was amazing. These three men made an unforgettable, character-driven piece of cinema that will stay with me for a long time. I really hope our audience will seek this film out as it deserves to be watched by as many eyes as possible. This was like a super mondo for me. Yeah, um, wow. It just, wow. It was a super great film. So surprising. And not knowing what was going to happen like through the whole thing, I had no clue. Uh, another great work where the script, yep. acting, and direction oh. was outstanding. Another, yep. you know, perfect example of a really great dialogue. And a lot of the learning about the characters is inferred and not directly told. Yeah. So I really want to drill this home because I know sometimes 
This is a bit of a slap to you, actually, because Say sometimes what? too much dialogue does not develop a character. And this is a perfectly good example of that. Okay, I don't know what that has to do with me. <laughs> I absolutely don't think that we need because a ton what are of your that. Top but there's five? certain situations where, you know, somebody... No. Is, it's Somebody like a Mickey Reese that's got. Oh, uh, I see that's, that's you. You, a, you actually picked up why I was giving you the back of the, my oh, head. He was so good, man. The, that, that guy, I, I can't wait to watch more Mickey I Reese. I can't wait but to not ever. Let's watch not talk him. about that yeah. right now. Right this, now, we're, let's focus on nobody because it was the best. It moment. was, uh, per, well, for mm, me, almost the best. Per, this is a perfect example of great dialogue and learning about the characters that is inferred and not told. And the development of the character was done impeccably. The dialogue, in my opinion, can can break a film or make a, a great film. Yeah. Uh, this is a super Death Camp SS old dude Mondo for me. Yeah, it was so, so very good. And from where these two started in their relationship and to where it ended and with yeah. him doing everything he can. I mean, it was And just, it seemed natural. And it was, it was so natural and it takes place over what i don't know 12 hours -ish, yeah probably. probably well over the yeah yeah maybe 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 yeah, 24 maybe almost maybe 24 20, maybe 16 yeah 24 i guess 24 by the time that the, <clears throat> it actually the movie's actually over um yeah it was but uh, it, it was so good it also didn't like you you knew that this guy was in concentration camps but you don't yeah. know where he was no. and there was just little tiny things no, you didn't. that There's... he said and it was the tattoo that made me go look it up online to find yeah. out he was part of the SS yeah. and finding out what that all meant yeah no so, it, was, it was just so well made and just and yeah. you, and you I loved this movie. Yeah, I just love. I I don't argue with you one one ounce. This is a fantastic film, and everybody should see this film. There is, you know, for people that are squeamish, there's some scenes in here that you're gonna find uncomfortable. Yeah, like really uncomfortable, especially towards the end. Dude. Well, even at the beginning, because yeah, he's like he's like super asshole slash potentially racist. Oh, he's racist. <laughs> well, he was an SS. I'm assuming that's true. <laughs> Not potentially. <laughs> but that's that's why it's so good that, because, you know, humanity kind of takes over. Yeah. But then it gets, you know, and it's kind of dark. But, you know, it just just such a good balance of everything in this movie. Yeah. Just well, well made. And just beautiful, beautifully shot, beautifully acted. Love this movie. This was so much the highlight for me. It was. Time. It was a great. It was a great film to end the the week on. Well, the thing that well, I, you not, know, what it's I, not how I ended my week. The way I ended my week. Oh yeah, let's we'll, we'll get to. We'll get to that. But yeah. this was a great to start a really good Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so did you notice this too? That of course, where the uh, where the old guy lives. Yeah. Had a real concentration camp it feel did, to yeah. it, so there's like the theme of concentration camp kind of filtered through the whole. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not not just concentration camp, but intern camp maybe yeah. is the right word to use because it's like okay, this guy he's got to have keys to get in. There's barbed wire yeah. around his house. Well, he's, he's an isolated dude. Yeah, the, the fact that he even in, invited this guy to to you know help him out, not invited him. I mean, they haggled about the <laughs> that price. Was such a, uh, every scene in this was so yeah. good. You could have just every one of these started at eight euros and got them down to three. But then went back to four. <laughs> went back to four. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he realized this was a bigger job than he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could talk about this movie all yeah. for the whole episode, but let's so uh, let's go on to the next one, which is I used to go here. I don't think we'll be talking about this one for quite as long. I don't think so. I think you're possibly you think? right. Uh, so following the launch of her new novel, thirty-five-year-old. Kate is invited to speak at her alma mater by her former professor. After accepting the invitation, Kate finds herself deeply enmeshed in the lives of a group of college students. And a director-writer, Chris Ray, uh, stars Jillian Jacobs, Jermaine Clement, and Kate Mit well, which is okay. Kate, Kate Michucci was in there she for like two so seconds. Good. And another good example of IMDb just basically sorting yeah. By the popularity of the person. I was I was actually pretty disappointed because I saw that she was in it. Yes. And then it's like, she's not really in it. No. Oh, man. Did you see this one, Mer? Okay. Well, so uh, how do I, how do I, I, this, this one is, it was not a favorite of mine. No. Um, I, I thought, okay, Jermaine Clement and Jillian Jacobs are I, amazing. I, I love those two. I love both of them. Yep. 
That's why I had pretty high expectations yes, going in. I, of I, I course. Had those two, and then I saw Kate Machucci was in it too, which I'm like, oh, cool, bonus. And but she's not really. Well, and and um, Jermaine Clement, he could potentially have made uh, our undoubted list one day because he does pick some usually good things. Yeah. This was a very mainstream type of film, oh, yeah. a typical Americana cinema. Yeah. So I am sure you can guess how enthralled I was realizing this five minutes into the film. I did not hate it. I just did not love it. Yeah. Everything was fine about it. Oh, this is exactly kind of what I'm going to be saying. Yes. Uh, but I'd be hard pressed to say there are many typical Americana films, at least for me, that I would give a mondo to. That I just I don't like that that whole genre of films where it talks about mainstream people doing ah, mainstream things in mainstream well, America. Well. Yeah, that's what I said. It's hard, but I'm hard pressed to think of one that I would. Right. Also, as it was classified as a comedy, Not in a fact, lot. only as a comedy. It wasn't a drama or rom com or anything. It was classified in IMDb as a comedy. Wow, well, that's. I was that's expecting to laugh. It was an incorrect classification. I was, it's just a drama. I was expecting to laugh at least once. Yeah. At an hour in, I noticed I only chuckled once. Yeah. Not a guffaw type no, laugh. No, no. Or a knee slapping situation. It's Although not, it's not a comedy. Funny thing, right at the point in the film, I actually did laugh out loud uh, by the master comedian Jermaine Clement taking the photograph of the Polaroid when they took a picture of him, mm -hmm. which is in the film if you see it. Um, yeah, this was a. I think if we looked up in the in the dictionary, the word meh, this would actually be the the definition. Yeah. <laughs> That's so you pretty much summed up what I was going to say. I'm just going to say what this really quick. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, you know, everybody was good in this. Story was story was good. Was fine. Yeah. They were fine, not nah, good. I think it was good. The writing was the writing was pretty good. The acting was the acting was good. It was fine. Even, even the directing was it was pretty good. It was confidently made. It was fine. It was, it was a fine little movie. You know. Fine, there you go. Was, you got the right words. Fine's the right word? Yep. Uh, but nothing, nothing at all stands out. Like, not even a little bit. Like, I guarantee if in a year you tell me, did you see this movie I used to go here? I'm going, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I guess, That's Jermaine Clements. I will, Clemens, I will, <laughs> and I'll go, yeah, maybe I saw that. I, that sounds like it's really, it should be like good. Something I, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I hope I don't end up watching it again because I don't remember that I saw it. Um, but yeah, if ever there was a meh, you know, that's that, that's the, what this yeah. is. It's meh. We'll change the Oxford Dictionary. Yes, to I used to go here. <laughs> All right, now let's get on to something with a little more energy. Juice. Let's bring the juice. Yes, Crazy World from Uganda. Oh, my goodness. How do you describe this? Please fasten your seatbelts. All right, here we go. So this is an action-packed Ugandan film from Wakaliwood uh, about child-snatching mobsters known as the Tiger Mafia. That is the premise, but it doesn't really matter because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things in this that actually make no sense. Um, this movie... Also... It's... It's it's almost indescribable, Cole. Yeah, what? you you can't basically sit and say it's kind of like no, you can't. It's like a Hong Kong action film, kind of, kind of, but yeah. but with super much more comedy. So so what you get with this movie is one of the most unique and entertaining experiences that you, you may ever have watching a movie. Yeah, um, this it's is, very interactive. This is the definition of the word entertainment. Yeah. Uh, you will either be laughing or smiling through the entire duration of this film. Sometimes the narrative is a little hard to follow, but don't worry because there's a VJ <laughs> and, and he's there to guide you on this fantastic jury journey. Uh, the VJ is a... Is a, that a video jockey? No. In this case, the VJ is a video joker. He is. <laughs> and he sort of talks over the movie and explains what's going on. Sort of. <laughs> More importantly, though, he just blurts stuff out like, the movie is on! <laughs> and Call of Duty Uganda! And if you want to kill Commando, you must kill Commando! Or fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> oh, yeah. And sometimes he'll just enthusiastically say, 
Movie, movie, movie. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it actually when when he talked. Like he customized it. He must do this. Re- there's obviously uh, clips in there that are part of the movie. Yeah. But then there's things because they put in there. Uh, yeah, Toronto, Toronto, Canada. When we when we were at the film fest, and we we're just like, what? Yeah. And then he's actually there was Calgary was said a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, we got Calgary in there. It was great. Um, this it was tremendous, and this. This has to be seen to truly appreciate it. I mean, people got to seek this out. Um, This is the one case in the history of cinema where I wasn't annoyed by the CGI. This is how you do CGI. You do it to laugh at. Oh, yeah. CGI is so ridiculous, but that's another. Well, okay, just a minute. CGI blood is ridiculous. CGI CGI is not necessarily ridiculous. ridiculous. But in this movie, Thumbs up to the CGI, the one movie in the history of cinema where I've said, yeah, yes, CGI. more CGI. Uh, the one that, thing that makes me super sad is that you couldn't help but wonder how awesome an experience this would have been in a packed theater of like-minded individuals laughing and experiencing the pure joy oh, yeah. of this film. You together. probably couldn't have heard the film because people oh, would be just laughing so hard. It would have been so, so good. Thank God there were subtitles. So, this almost goes without saying, but this movie was a super mondo. <laughs> movie, movie, movie. Uh, favorite line? Well, there's a couple here, but one that really made me laugh the most when I started laughing the most, which is like the whole through the whole movie, yep. was wifey, revenge, yes. or my eggplants. <laughs> When she kicks him in the nuts. My eggplants. Or crazy world. Yeah. Uh, Ugandan films are so freaking funny and action-packed. They should literally replace every Stallone film to be made in the future by the Ugandan people. Yeah. Period. That's like if I never had to see another Stallone movie again, I would be happy and if it was each time that he was going to replay, put a movie out, we got a, a Ugandan film at the theaters in wide release, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah, this was a super fantastic, laugh your ass off, cry yourself stupid mondo for me. Yes. And uh, in, the middle of the, in the middle of the movie there, we had a trailer for a movie that they say might come out. And then they put Cuff 2021. Please make it happen. Yes. Please make it happen. Yes, Cuff, please make it happen. This needs to go on every, a Ugandan film has to make it every year. Like every year. Oh my God. And hopefully we're in a theater. We play it at midnight and we just, just have a good time. Although I won't be sleeping that night. I'll be so pumped up after watching. We'll have a gay old time for sure. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, now, we're still. We're just gonna break it down because we've seen all that. We saw every single film yep. that played. We did, and we reviewed them all. So those that are listening, you can go back and check out our at, for the actual films. They're all rated on our website, so you can go to our website and see how we reviewed them, and um, and see. Let us know if you agree. Tell us we're assholes. Tell us we're stupid. Tell us we're the best reviewers on the planet. Whatever you think, and we're happy to get your feedback. So. Uh, our top fives. Let's do it. Of the festival. All right. Well, I guess I'll kick it off. Um, top five Calgary Underground Fest uh, Film Festival films. Uh, I'm gonna give an honorable mention before I get into my. That's top good. Five. I did one too. There you go. Honorable mention to Uncle Peckerhood. Ah, nice. L- lots of fun. Uh, directed by Matthew John Lawrence. Uh, then my number five. We are, we are little zombies. Uh, loved We Are Little Zombies, uh, directed by Makoto Nagahisa. Um, very, very entertaining film, very unique, very original, really good time. Number four, A Dog's Death, uh, directed by Matthias Gans. I believe this actually won the jury prize this year. Uh, might have. Yeah, I'm positive I it did. believe it did, yes. Yeah. And uh, deservingly so. Really, really good film. Uh, enjoyed it tremendously. A little bit of a bummer, but, you know, I don't mind the movies that are a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. No uh, bummers aren't bad. Number three. And you'll disagree with this one. I already know. Because it's Climate of the Hunter. Fuck me. Directed by Mickey Reese. Oh, 
Oh, I just hope this guy releases a somehow gets his hands on every because I don't he doesn't even own the rights to a lot of his films apparently. <laughs> but somehow he needs to get his hands on all of them and come up with some sort of box set because the man's made like 27 films. I need to see them all. I just this is this might be my goal for like the next two years to somehow well see spend every some of your re- savings. Maybe just go down and help him help him out. Yeah. Because it'll be a box set for one. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Whatever, whatever. This 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 man needs to be seen by more eyes. I I'm just climate of the hunter. If you get a chance, it don't is, see it. It is something that you won't forget. This it made my such, bottom five. If we had a bottom five, this, this was my bottom such five. an unbelievable experience. It is just. It made me smile from like the first frame. Actually, that's not true. It took me about ten minutes to get into. I think once, you. I think you said I was, on your review of yeah, it was twenty minutes, but I think. <laughs> but once I was into it, I was all into it. Uh, no, just to interrupt your your after to get to number two and one, which I have a feeling I'm going to like more than your number three. I guarantee but, you will. But that um, this is a great thing about Cuff. Yep. I just I just want to say that right out. Like just because there's a movie that I do not like. It doesn't mean that this festival is not the best festival that's ever been created yep. because they bring stuff to us that is sometimes very polarizing. Like this is what helps with, with, with this type of cinema that we get to see is that people are going to have opinions and sometimes they pick films intentionally to make us have these discussions because if when we've said this on the podcast, if we love a movie, we want to talk about it. If we hate a movie, we want to talk, talk about it. talk about it. If it's a meh, it's like, you know, if we've spent three minutes talking about it, that's a lot of time for and, a man. And to be honest, it's even better if one of us loves the movie and one of us hates I the know, movie. It's true. <laughs> Trying to convince the other one to nudge. It's like, what are you talking about? Although I have to say, I, the, well, I'll talk about it on my five, but there's a success that I have to brag about this week from my top five. All okay, right. back to you. Number two. Number two is Crazy World. Sweet. We just talked about it. It was so good. It was so entertaining. Directed by IGG. Nabwana. Um, movie, movie, movie. Movie, movie, movie. Uh, Crazy World's just one of those experiences that I, I can't wait to see more from uh, from Wakaliwood. Wakaliwood. And my number one, as I already mentioned in my uh, review earlier uh, in the podcast, Nobody, uh, directed by Karl Markovics. Um, what, a, what a tremendous experience this movie was. It was just the tone of it, the pacing. The, it was, I loved this movie. Just loved it. This... If this was the only thing, if if this if this film festival was full of nothing but crap, which it wasn't, it was great. Yep, it would have been worth it. There was to only get a couple all of it for me to to get to this movie because this movie was so good. I'm so glad we watched it on the last day. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. We absolutely. got to see two amazing films. We on did the last sandwich day. with a total meh. Yeah, with, with the meh. The meh, as we the, will call it from now yes, on. The meh of cuff this the year. Meh. No, just. Not even if cuff, cuff, just, just the man. The man. It's the man. Did you see the man this year? Oh, oh you, yeah. You must be call, talking about, and I've already forgotten the name of the movie. <laughs> you must be talking about. I used to go here. Yes, the man. Anyways, number one, nobody. Over to you. All right. Well, my uh, top five is a little different than yours, although most of mine I know you really enjoyed. So, All right. my runner-up goes to, and I have to say it because. I love shorts is my honorable mention goes to the shorts package, bloody orgy or blood orgy. Just there was some really, there was a good number of Mondos that I put in it. I know not, maybe not for you, but oh, for what? me, was it, that, was bad hair day in that one or bad hair? Sorry. No, that I think bad. Oh, maybe now I got to go back and look. Cause uh, I, I rewatched bad hair and man, it is. It, that it was is really good. It is pretty funny. I, th- I have a feeling it is. I think it was the last one. The hair growing out of the eyeball. That was just. Bad hair was in Bloody Orgy. Yep. There you go. You are correct. Yeah. So there you go. Another reason. So not my runner up is uh, the shorts package. So people who maybe don't, maybe don't watch a lot of shorts, you should check them out because there's sometimes some, some super awesome gems in there. Number five for me is a doc. It was Hearts of Cardin, which... I know you weren't necessarily a big fan of. I love this film because it awakened me to uh, a person that first off I imagined was dead because like a lot of the great fashion 
um, families. He's not dead. I know he's way. not. He's like 95 or something. <laughs> you want to put everybody in the grave for some reason. No, I, I don't. don't. Know. But, I, but I usually, dead. But usually no, a doc, not. Usually a doc is made no. about someone's life sometimes after they're dead. Yeah, sometimes. So that's but, why I asked the question. Is uh, it the person dead? And then you're supposed to say yes or no because I know the answer because I watched the movie about them and then but then, <laughs> like in to the not last know. three weeks, you've tried to put like two or three people in the grave. It's just, it's not right. Well, I do have a thing for graveyards. You know that. Fair enough. Anyways, go on. Uh, so yeah, House of Cardin. I loved it. I thought really it was done really well. It was really polished. I really felt that the directors did a great job of taking us through the journey of his life yeah. in in the vein of which it was. So when you were watching 50s stuff, I felt like I was watching a 50s doc. And then when we were in the 60s, I felt like I was watching a 60s doc. And it was just a great, a great, great film to learn about a man who is brilliant and just, yeah, I think everybody should, who, who lo- appreciates good documentaries, this to me was a really good one. And again, I wasn't, we kind of talked about this with, with rock or music docs i had no interest in fashion i mean you see how i dress it's it's not something that's at the top of my list but this i thought was a fantastic doc absolutely number four for me was yummy i loved this movie i well for those who listen on a regular basis i'm a huge zombie fan and not always do you get a new release for zombie that's kind of fresh and original I felt this would did a good job, and uh, this was my achievement for the for the entire festival was because I think you were teetering on a meh, and I convinced you with the e- perfect ending of this movie that yeah. you were able. I was able to push you just a little harder <laughs> to give it the mondo it deserved. It was it was good. The ending was great. Yes, number three for me, Uncle Peckerhead. Nice. I I love this movie. Also, I just think. It's so, it was so funny. It had such, it was an original idea too, right? Because the creature that Uncle Peckerhead becomes at midnight, it kind of was like a cross between some like a gin and a gremlin. Then it's like, I don't know, his teeth was all creepy, his mouth is all pasty white, like vampire, zombie. And yeah, I just liked it. And it just, the ending too was also great because it kind of does lead itself to a number two. Maybe Uncle Peckerhead could be the killer that is going to take the next decade the new slasher film for the future is uncle pecker 2 uncle pecker 3 new slasher franchise new slasher franchise come on uncle peckerhead please make a number two yes and i don't mean because it's going to be shitty i mean because it's going to be just Uh, as fabulous i will line up to see it i hope i line up to see it there should be a lineup to see it. There should be a big lineup. That's awesome. This hopefully when it comes out, ma- well, if it comes out major release again, we'll go see it. Cool. Uh, number two for me, nobody. Nice. You've talked about it. I love this film. I, you know what? And it's interesting. I've seen a ton of German films in my day, but I haven't seen a ton of Austrian films. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just they don't seem to get over here, right? Yeah. Or maybe I'm just not looking under the rocks that everybody else is. But yeah. this was a fantastic movie. The, the direction, the acting, everything. Yeah, I, I didn't really look into it, but I gotta, I gotta look up this Karl Markovic and see if he's done anything else because I, I should be looking into this guy because if this is my first experience with him, I mean, it was, it's worth checking What'd you say, out. Mark? No, he was just like high five, <laughs> giving the high five. My number one. Do you think you can guess what it is? Uh, number one. Come on. Oh, we are little zombies, I bet. There it is. I don't blame you. I loved this movie to death. Yeah. Everything about it to me was a perfect movie. I liked the sadness. I liked the gladness. I liked the fucked up weirdness to it. Yeah. Banjo playing hobos. <laughs> Banjo like playing hobos were so and good. And the music, like I, I, this is literally on my playlist now. I yeah. listen to this this album from this every single day since I've seen this movie. It's it's not my type of music in any way, shape, or form, and I loved it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh, I want it. I want these kids to go on tour because yeah. I will pay to see them go on tour. Yes, everyone should see this movie. It's very heartwarming, and I don't know how the Japanese um, filmmakers can seem to do this. 
like, yes. and I've said this before on our podcast because we have one of our directors that you were supposed to be watching. I think two of his films. Yeah. See if he makes it, it on. Japanese directors find a way to to institute family into a film better than anybody I've ever seen. I don't know why. Koreans come a pretty close second. Yep. Uh, and I know it may be stereotyping, but I don't know if it's within their well, it's, culture. It, it, it or is the Asian culture. The it's fam- just, family's number one in the Asian yeah, culture. Yeah, the, the Japanese that's, films that I've seen that that's uh, have why family. Gra- that's why grandma and grandpa usually live with, with the family. Yeah. And it's not, not like here where grandma and grandpa are like held Put in blank. Yeah, exactly. Well, and obviously we've seen that from a few cultures. Like the Indian culture is very yeah. much like no, that. The it, Chinese it, culture is very much like that. Eastern culture in general, you know. But yeah, love this movie. Thanks, thanks, Cuff, for uh, for programming everything you did, and uh, for those yeah, absolutely of you, go check their website out, which is calgaryundergroundfilm.org. That's it. So you can check out some of these films. Check out our website um, to to see if uh, put these on your list to see if you missed it at the festival. Absolutely. All right, Mer. What do you got to say about the fest? You didn't get to see lots because you were working like a dog. Uh, yeah, I'm very sad. I missed most of it. Um, plus, when I did actually did have time off, uh, I had some issues with the pass that I got trying to get it to work and blah, 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 because I hate streaming and <laughs> blah, blah, technology blah. in general. I did enjoy the two drive-ins I went to. Uh, Jay Baruchel's movie was really good. And yeah, it sounds like it was a good lineup, and hopefully I get to see it in person next year as a volunteer, which is what I love doing. Yes, you do. Because I missed all the people this year. Yeah. Is it, so would you, if you had to talk about your experience with Cuff in the past, would you say that it's the people that's always made it the best it, for you? Yeah, it's, it's more about the, the experience than it is the actual movies, because, well... You're Jim pretty I, mainstream. Yeah, Jim and I don't really enjoy the same kind of movie sometimes uh, and some of the cuff stuff is a little little too weird for me which is good for everybody else i just like more mainstream yep uh like hunt for the wilder people um what was yeah, it little so. little monsters yep oh yeah year. yeah 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 like i enjoy stuff like that yeah that one was a little bit more mainstream it was but um, and it had lapita nuango in but it. yeah no i just like to volunteer like the greeting with the people i like talking with the cuff staff and hot dogs and then drinks and the oh, concession oh, and it's just it's a fun time and yeah i miss it this year so we all did yep. Good, well said well i guess there's nothing bad we can say about cuff so i guess you know what that means i don't what does it mean what are we gonna see this week what like in a theater? Newsflash. The movie theater. Movie theaters are now open well on, fri- on Friday. Yeah. Huh. And we are going to see John Lewis, Good Trouble. And it's playing at the Globe here in Calgary. Cool. The film, and it's actually, this is, there's two films we're going to see this weekend. Yes. One is this, and the other is, do you remember what it's called? Irresistible? I want to say Irresistible, the new John Stewart movie. Yes. Which is going to play at the Plaza, so we're gonna we're gonna be supporting our independent uh, yeah. movie houses left and right this week. And just to be clear, John Stewart uh, directs it and writes it, not stars in it. Oh, Maybe did I say it, star? No, you just said okay. John Stewart yeah. movie. Yeah, it is, a John, it is a John Stewart movie. It, yeah. it is actually a Steve Carell movie. But. Well, yeah, John Stewart made it, so it's yes. a John Stewart but, movie. Steve Carell happens to be in it. <laughs> But in no way is it his. But you movie. don't want them going to the movie looking for John Stewart. He may be in it. Who knows? Okay. But. So for uh. Murray, Irresistible is directed and written by John Stewart, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne, I believe. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Plus, is. Chris Cooper's in it, so we gotta go see Cooper. it. I love Chris Cooper. And we'll be talking about Chris Cooper next week, not just because of this movie. Well, if I think we're going to be talking about why, the the reason why we'll be talking about him. Hopefully this movie's really good then. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. Hopefully there's no rage. Or we don't involved. get a double meh happen for it, the yes. poor guy. But um, yeah, so both these movies that we're going to go see are also going live stream, I think, on Friday as well. One is, I think, through Apple, oh, Apple it? Plus. Yeah. And the Resistible. I, I know it's streaming. It might. I it, think it, I saw Netflix. It might come. No, yeah. not, not, Netflix. not Netflix. No, it's not, not streaming now, but it's coming. I think. Is it? Yeah, I, I, it might have been. Maybe it's also. I've actually Apple. seen advertisements for it when I was, uh, and I don't remember what where it's streaming. 
And it's rated G. I don't know how much I'm going to like it. Irresistible? Yeah, it's rated G. I think that's inaccurate. How could it be rated G? Nothing's rated G. Maybe there's no blue language, as you like to say. Yeah, but nothing's rated G these days. Bloody cartoons that are for kids are not rated G anymore. But they're ultra-violent. They're all PG. I don't know. Look pretty, look pretty G to me. You know John Stewart. He, I hate after he left late night. Um, he's now during. The I Easter. hope it's G because I'd love to see a movie just, where we didn't get. Didn't you no just blue play language. us an R-rated trailer? Yeah, no, that wasn't an R-rated trailer. No, it was. Yeah, it you, you said, said restricted it was, you said right it was before. R-rated. I'm just There's going. No way. I'm just going G. right off IMDb. It's in, kinda, in the it's trailer, he's like grabbing his crotch. And just I believe he says a few naughty words in there too. Yeah, you're so stop. So you can rage about IMDb and their inaccuracies again, again next week. Maybe I will. Why have they got this as a G? I don't know, but there's no way it's a G. So bring the kids in dollar swearing. <laughs> as they fondle their own genitals. Exactly. It's, it's like, hey, family fun. What's happening there, Daddy? Why is he touching himself? Uh, so long and the short of it is. is. We are really looking forward to going to the movies. Yes. And I'm sure Mr. Potato will take a trip with us, so cool. be ready for some new potato shots. Oh, Is there anything else? Right. Uh, no, those are the two we're seeing. Um, we might sneak in, you know, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't know. We might sneak in some streaming stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. we have to. But uh, I have no idea what it, I don't know what it'll be at this point, but neither, it'll be neither. something. Me Stay neither. Tuned. I think there's a really, really terrible looking Will Ferrell that just came out on Netflix. Oh, yeah, we might have to If watch we're dared that. to watch that. I might watch it anyway. I know. Sometimes really terrible looking Will Ferrell movies end up up being being, really funny. Yeah. Ricky Bobby. Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, we talked a little bit about my future rage for IMDb and their inaccuracies. (laughs) Again. It's time to transition into. Are we transitioning, are we? Yes, we are. transitioning. I was still on the movies coming out. I was so excited. (laughs) It really is exciting. It is. Little rusty. Rage taking over. Okay, so my rage this week is we are now July first. Today is July first. Canada, Canada, Canada Day. Day. By the way, Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, everybody. And they've been rumoring around our beautiful city because of COVID, and we know just on what's happening in the news down in the south that COVID's not going away anytime soon. So. My guess, and this is my prediction, is September, October, they're going to close everything up again. But in the meantime, before that happens, they keep telling us there's going to be drive-ins. Now, we got the the blessed experience of getting to see drive-in films with our friends at Cuff. But where the fuck are all the other drive-ins happening? Why why hasn't somebody with money put their money together and got some drive-ins happening? Why isn't Cineplex and Landmark doing that? Yes. They have all the money. Well, maybe they don't right now because they've been out of business for three months. Who's been... Trucking companies. Why doesn't a trucking company... They've even got a truck. You could turn that, paint it white. You got a drive-in screen. Letterbox. It's like Letterbox. This this one I don't get. People are hungry to get together. There's been a ton of stuff that's starting to come out if you're looking at social media. Things like concerts where they're... they're, they're, Like in Saskatchewan, I think maybe this weekend or maybe it was today... There's a giant concert in Saskatoon where they're actually having all these bands come. And they and everybody's sitting like, um, uh, what do they call that when people go to the football game and then they sit in the back of their cars? Tailgating. tailgating. Yes, they're tailgating, watching these concerts. And it's like, yeah, why? Who is, like, there's so many creative people that are out there who have potential money. Why isn't somebody just said, hey, slap up a drive-in? I don't get it. All right. Because every single one that I've seen, like, do you remember last, was it last year or the year before? The, they set up a drive-in in one of the um, malls by us. Yeah. That, and that it was, sold out. Like, it was it, like it, they couldn't. Well, yeah, it was it was kind of a disaster because of the way they planned it. But, yeah, it was the same kind of screen that Cup had. Uh, it was in the mall parking lot. But it, there were so many people that came to it that they, it basically shut down traffic on the major highway. Yeah, Deerfoot shut down. It was Deerfoot. a parking lot. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that obviously people would go to. I, I guess those listening, if you've got money, contact us. We'll help organize, get this drive-in set up. I will help run it. That's right. Murray will even run it for you. And 
He'll quit his job tomorrow to, oh, to help work this. And he'll be slinging popcorn and pouring Coke. He'll be doing the popcorn. He'll be taking your money at the door. And putting his wiener in some, or sorry, no, the wieners gonna, into some buns. Ah, there you go. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's my rage this week because oh. I really want to go see movies in a drive-in again. As I'm addicted now. It's like the crack stuff that <laughs> drug guys do when they get hooked on phonics or whatever they get hooked on. There you go. All right. All right. What do you got, buddy? Uh, not much. You're just too. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you gonna, wait? Mellow. Can I guess? Is your open rage today gonna be technology and how you can't use it <laughs> and how it hates you? Technology <laughs> does hate. That's me. my like rage. Your your day. life is the Terminator. Is in, what a, it is. in a way, it's like about technology again. It's I'm kind of beating a dead horse with my rage here, but eh, such is life. So this week we experienced uh, at Cuff some tremendous movies with little to no budgets. This is the way it should be. A good story does not need to have money thrown at it. The focus should always be characters and story, not what we can shoot with all this extra cash. The studios need to go away so I can get more quality in my local cinema instead of a steady barrage of glossy, overproduced drivel. Are there good big budget movies? Of course there are, but the batting average is poor. The fact that Michael Bay gets uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to make a steaming pile of crap every couple of years is disgraceful. You could make hundreds of independent quality films for that money. Why not do that? That's my rage. It's simple. That's, you know what, but it is a bigger topic of discussion that you bring up because you're 100% correct. Like... There's some big budget films that are coming out in this next year I'm super pumped about. But some there's movies that we've seen that we know, especially when we talked about for international films, where we know the budget is not that great. Like, they consider... So get this as a comparison. Yep. Parasite, right? Which won all the awards, but before it, it got all the buzz from winning the awards, it didn't make a lot of money across the, the, the country. And that went on a pretty low budget. Yep. One of our favorite collective, I'm going to say... Um, horror movies that's having its sequel, uh, Peninsula, coming out, which is Train to Busan. They made, I think it was $80 million worldwide, worldwide. And every single person that's that I know that's seen that movie, and even people like Murray who don't like subtitles, loved it. Right. And yet it made $80 million. So imagine how much the budget was for that. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I haven't looked. I was almost afraid to. Less but, than that. but you can imagine it was made for a shitload less than that because if they were that excited that it made eighty million and now they're gonna be making Peninsula, which Hey, well Hollywood's making movies for two hundred bucks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's entertaining as fuck. So yeah, you you're you hit the nail on the head, buddy. Like why do we need to have another and I don't get me started think, on I my think, rage about but I think Marvel. Sometimes but, people are getting the money thrown at them and it's almost like the, it's like when you're at a if you're in some sort of corporation where you've got a budget for your department and you need to spend all that money yes. that's in the budget, otherwise you're going to lose it next time. That's almost what it seems like with the movies where we're, we're almost giving you too much money to work with. You don't need all the money, but you, you have yeah, to spend yeah, it. You have to spend it all. Yep. So you have to find stuff to spend it on. And yep. it's, it's just unbelievable that this happens and it just shouldn't. So here's a question I don't know the answer to. Because like yes. I look at some of these large companies, and I'm going to point my finger directly at Disney on this. Yeah. Because Disney puts out a lot of big budget shit. Sure does. And and if you think about it, is Disney doing anything for the little guy? I don't know the answer to this, so I'm not necessarily raging against Disney. But when you see things like producers, like some of the people, um, trying to think, well, even Jay Baruchel, right, who does a b- bit of producing himself. And he's putting out low-budget stuff, obviously because he's Canadian and maybe he doesn't get a lot of money. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good actors out there. I wish I had been more prepared for this. But there's a bunch of good actors that actually produce films that are in that independent world to give a start to some of these starting directors. Oh, yeah. and for Quite often you'll, you'll watch an independent film and that name will come up in the, yeah. in the producers. Like Matt Damon. Like, I can think yeah. Matt Damon and, and your buddy Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, do that, I think, a few times. And even people like um, Quentin Tarantino yeah. is heavily involved with supporting some of the... It's certainly in the genres that he likes, yeah. right? So 
Yeah. Now you got me raging about it. What'd you go and do that for? Sorry, I was man. perfectly happy to just be angry about not having a drive. Now you're double angry. <laughs> I'm super angry. 8.5 million. What? what was the budget? 8.5 million. Turned yeah, so they, they 10, 10 times, times made more money. Yeah, so that's pretty good. 8.5, and you put that in front of any Marvel movie, and it's well, twice and, as good. And how awesome did that movie look? And, you it know, looks fucking amazing. Exactly. Like You don't need hundreds of millions of dollars to make a movie. I don't even think you need 8.5, but so be it. Well, but there was a lot of CGI. <laughs> no. no, he actually did he a lot did, of practical effects in he that. He did a lot of practical effects in that. It was, it was yeah, so... For those who yeah, haven't seen it, it's basically zombies on a train, but it's really bloody. So It's actually, it's not that super, I mean, there's blood, but it, it's more scary than anything else. Yeah, I can it's give it scary. Too. Right? Because there was a lot of, you kind of see them eating people, but you don't see the bites like you do in a lot of, like in, for example, Yummy, there was actual eating that was happening. Yes. You kind of didn't see the eating. There was more running and scaring, but uh, yeah, I think the practical effects would probably brought it up. All right, well, I guess that's right it for then. Open Rage this week. All right, then. This is time for me, then, right? Well, we just have to close the Rage, and then we're Oh, good. yeah, I forgot to close the Rage. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's coming. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Finger fading. Now the baton All is right. officially passed. All right. Now I can start. Get all your... Let's hear that merman music. Hey, I missed this music. I did too. All right, well, as they mentioned, today is Canada Day, July the 1st. Woohoo! And, of course, top my topic is Oh Canada. Celebrate the birthday of this great nation. I present my favorite Canadian films of all time. Sweet! We've been waiting for this. Now, I'm not talking about the highest grossing or most, most critically acclaimed or... Even, you know, festival favorites. I'm talking about ones that I enjoy. So this is your top ten? No, only five. Oh. I have a few honorable mentions. Is Canadian too. bacon on it? If you let me finish, <laughs> yes. Uh, honorable mention does go to a movie starring my favorite Canadian of all time, John Candy. Yes. Talking about Canadian bacon. Wow. Written and directed <laughs> by an it. American, starring mostly Americans, and John Candy plays an American sheriff at war with Canada. What? Never has an American film made me feel so Canadian. <laughs> That's cool. Just, Not even South Park? Just the old couple who run the power grid for the entire country. That was that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's kind of like Canada. That's, that's true, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just an old couple. Sitting yeah. there watching TV and they control the power for the whole country. Sweet. Uh, also, shout outs to Way Downtown, which was the first film to play at the Calgary National Film Festival yeah. in 2000. Mm-hmm. And it was shot in Calgary in 2000. Still holds up as a classic. Cool. For my film ragers into horror, there's Black Christmas. Yes. And Scanners. Yes. I also enjoyed Meatballs. (laughs) Meatballs? And Porkies. Porkies. To each their own. Is Porkies your number one? No. Oh. Canadian, this is an honorable mention. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. First one I know you'll like. Number five is Ginger Snaps. Oh, yeah. Canadian horror classic. Yeah. About a female werewolf. Who does? So I mean, that just sounds get. delicious. It's just two te- two twins, two teenage sisters in a small town, and yeah, one of them. Is and a weren't werewolf. they redheads? Weren't they gingers? The one was a redhead. There you go. I don't know about the other one, but it was just creepy and fun. And she snaps. And, and she does snap <laughs> at some point. Well, she is a ginger. And kills a lot of um, people. Uh, Bad chauvinistic guys? men. Yes, one of my favorite genres of films. Girl power. Yeah, you go. Uh, second one is, it's a personal thing, but it's The Rocket. The Rocket? Maurice Richard, The Rocket. Wow, yeah, that was a good It was movie. actually shot entirely in French with subtitles. One of the few movies and you I actually, actually liked, liked with it. the subtitles. Because it was my favorite hockey player of all time. Wow. And it was actually, it was produced with the consent and the cooperation of the entire Richard family. So Sweet. it was actually very accurate. And didn't just show... On the ice, it shows off the ice and the the prejudice of the French uh, back then and everything hmm. else. It was really good. Cool. Uh, so I actually know the story because I've read it for years. But yeah, nice. it was good to see it portrayed in live action. It was a good movie too. Um, yeah, uh, number three 
is actually one from the festival, which I don't know if I'd ever played again, but I have to mention it because I freaking loved it. It was How to Plan an Orgy in a Small Town. Mm, yeah, yeah. It starred Jewel State, who is from Firefly, one of my favorite shows, and Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps. Sweet. And There's a theme here. Yeah, she comes back to her small town, and <clears throat> she's got, you know, a reputation, and they basically... They ask her to help her help plan an orgy, <laughs> which of the small town people trying to have an orgy. <laughs> Sounds. So, I thought they just automatically did if you lived in a small no, town. No, it's oh. not uh, a thing that just happened. Not yeah. a thing. That's the only reason I was going to move to a no, small yeah. town. Not for you big city folk. No. There's a lot of goats and yeah. pigs no, and stuff. Right? No, not that many goats. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Number two is Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks, or as the Americans call it, delivery man. Yeah, whoa, whoa. that was such. A okay, so we this have is... to just back the tr- train up here for a minute because this is all coming from the man who says he hates subtitles. And two of your favorite Canadian movies of all time have subtitles. Yeah, what's that? But about? they are French subtitles, and I actually understand little French. Ah, oui, uh, en français. Because this is a bilingual country. There you go. That's and these, true. Since these are both in French, it's oui, a good oui. chance for Canadians to watch them. Ho, 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 garçon. Anyway, oui, oui. Uh, if you don't know the story already, uh, 40-something slacker, basically, he donated a law sperm over the years to the same sperm bank and <laughs> discovers that he is now father to 142 children. 142. That's a big family. Because they yeah. used his, his specimen 142 times. Oh, so he had some pretty good sperm. Yes. I guess so. Then, the, then the, the, the kids all get together and... It's a nice feel-good It's movie. a great movie. And yeah, they remade it into a crappy version with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yes, so they did. And even As cra- Hollywood does. And even crappier TV show called Seed, which is the exact I same premise. I didn't even know about that. Thank know. God you didn't. Yeah, it, it was terrible. Uh, and of course, my number one, you can probably guess, Strange Brew. Brew. Yeah, uh, yeah yes. I knew that was coming. Follows cool. Bob and Doug cool, 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 Thank cool. you for that. <laughs> Follows them on Epic Adventure, basically... There's beer and there's donuts and there's uh, Bob and Ma- Max von Sydow, one of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah, he's mesmerizing. And it basically is the story of Hamlet. Yeah, except a couple of hosers with a couple of hosers. And there's a flying dog in it. It's just flying dog. You had me at flying dog exactly. and beer. It's just great to check out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Despite popular opinion, there are some good Canadian films out there. For a complete list, go to CanadianFilmDate.ca. They have over 150 listed. Whoa. So on um, today, Canada Day, since it's been raining the last four days, if the weather doesn't turn better, uh, Sun's out right watch now. a few movies. Yeah, for the next five minutes. Maybe please. create your own <laughs> drive-in in your backyard. Anyway, that's all I got. Oh, Canada. Cool. You stand on guard for thee. Mur, as always, you deliver. Just like uh, our friend Sam the Butcher... It brings Alice the meat. Seth Butcher. <laughs> you deliver, buddy. Oh, that's too funny. All right. Well, you know what time it is. All right, then. You do okay. Know what time it is. I guess it's my turn this week. Uh, last time on Rage or Dare, we left our courageous crew, Jim and Bryce, with Sylvester Stallone's action packed superstar studded film, The Expendables. So, are the boys excited to watch the entire trilogy, or did they have to choke down a giant? dose of testosterone rage let's check in and find out take the lead here jim oh expendables how i love thee let me count the ways first thing to know uh (laughs) as much as you think this may be an action movie it's really a dramatic character-driven complex visionary masterpiece by Sly Stallone. So much heavy plot, I could not keep up with the very layered story. He's a fine director. Dialogue was incredible, although the toughest part was that apparently when you rent from Amazon, you cannot turn on subtitles. So between Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, without (laughs) subtitles, I was lost. Thank God the clarity of Jet Li and Mickey Rourke came through loud and clear. (laughs) And Dolph Lundgren. And Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) And Dolph Lundgren. This film was so well written, from what I could understand, that... They didn't need to have any convenient plot tricks to make the story move forward. No. It just happened all so naturally. Best line in the movie, next time, I'll deflate 
all your balls. That is a good line. It was a good line. This had had one liner after one liner from a mastermind of directors. Intrinsic webs of brilliance. (laughs) Who would have thought that a Sylvester Stallone directed, produced, and acted film would be this great? Apparently not me. And I'd be right. Because with Sylvester Stallone, I always expect to be disappointed, and I'm never disappointed. Nice. Everything about this movie was annoying except Jet Li. But wait! Jet Li was written in as a comedy side piece for all the other douchebag washed-up losers to make jokes and insult his perfectly enunciated English. So wrong. Really, Sly? Make jokes about Jet Li's pronouncing things? And that was supposed to be funny? This was predictable, simple-minded, nonsensical douchebag rage. And I can say is, thank God we didn't have to watch number three. Or two. Or two. <laughs> well, maybe Who knows? Maybe it's still they in the might, bag. They might be in the bag. If they are, I'd I may just up. add them. <laughs> no adding now. All right. What do you think, buddy? Uh, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> can't really argue with anything you've said. Um, I was just so angry at the way they treated Jet Li in this. This, The fact that he had to get saved by Sly Stallone every time he got in a fight was just wrong. He could kick any of their asses. There's no question. They're all a bunch of over-the-hill douchebags. There's no way that he wouldn't be able to take them. But Even in his aged state. Yeah. So I just... I just uh, the, the fact that that Sly had to save him out of like three different situations in this film. They made Jet Li look like a doofus. It's not cool. The whole movie's not cool. I hated this movie. Rage. <laughs> Murray, Murray, not only does he always deliver, but he really knows how to pick the movies that we're going to love. Because I just picked the movies that I love that I know you're going to hate. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. <laughs> That's so funny. And I don't even like action movies. I didn't watch any of the original stuff at all. Well, this wasn't an action movie. Like, no it Rambos. Was a drama. No Rambos. No nothing. I'm not it was maybe a rom com. A bit of a rom com. There's some rom com aspects. Yeah. It's kind of for weird. no apparent reason. Well, yeah, actually, well, like why did we have the whole Jason Statham little side story that didn't pay off in any way? No. Like I don't understand yeah, what I mean, was going she, on there. She wasn't at the end of the movie with him and like living in a cottage somewhere. So yeah. I'll tell you one thing though, Mickey Rourke's a fine, fine tattoo artist. He yeah. Can, <laughs> oh my god. How quick is he? Yeah, he did a he, whole tattoo in like two seconds. It was great. It's like And what was done. the thing with the knife challenge? I mean, I'm sorry. Like Jason Statham's thing through the whole movie is he throws knives and hits them in the head every time. Yeah, but the first time they did the knife challenge, he just had his no, heart broken. Yeah, but but they had indicated that this is a thing that they do. This yeah. is the, what they do when they hang out at the club. Right. Which was called something stupid like... Tool. Tool. Like for a bunch of tools. It was Tool's Tattoo they, or something. Yeah, tu- Tool's Which apparently you can shop. drive into the tattoo parlor, parlor on your and motorcycle. And stick your hand. Yeah, there you, you go. You can drive right in. And it's then like, throw your knife it's like at the ta- wall. It's drive-in tattoo artistry. Right, so that You're it, behind the, ta- the drive-ins. But that you was be, just... You should be on board with that. This, You're well, like, drive-ins, drive-ins. Drive-in. Drive-in. Well, it's I do, drive-in tattoos. I do need to get a new tattoo. Wouldn't it be nice to just drive go up? To Mickey Rourke. Well, if it only takes two seconds, I'd be pretty happy. Uh, absolutely, about that. Mickey Rourke's speedy man. The guy can tattoo like I'm, no other. I'm gonna call him up this weekend, maybe. Hey, Mickey, book it for next week wow. when I'm give on holidays. A, again. Give me a 30 second tattoo. Technically, he was finishing the tattoo. He was just. It was finished. almost done. It was almost done, but he did. I think he did what three or four letters like in three like three lines, or in three a seconds. Yeah. yeah, it was literally a conversation. Yeah. Anyway, there's no way that that's happening. No, yeah. never. And it wasn't bleeding either, but that's no. a whole other story. He got up. It's like his. I think they had like so. They they discolored his back like ever so slightly. So apparently Mickey Rourke can really really work the needle well. He can work it so well that he causes no damage whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, because he only had expe expe on his back. Yeah, expe, and then it had to be the the bulls. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Uh, Anyways, all why, right, well, why are we still right, talking? So, about this? guess right. who gets to pull this week? Our little buddy Bryce. What do you? Were you picking rage? Dare you picking from me? Picking from Mur? What's the story? Uh, you know what? Whatever. Let's do a dare. <gasps> Murray, we didn't get to discuss this. That's why I'm doing I, it. I didn't 
discuss anything, but uh, on the fly. Okay, well, I will. I have. I'm always prepared. Yeah. For uh, a rage. Just, just make a rage sure Murray agrees with it. Uh, okay. You might say no. That movie's awesome. He'll love it. Uh, I stopped you guys before. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of. They're getting together on this. They're looking at some sort of video sure. type screen. Let's go with that one. And yeah. Murray is in agreement. So we have a consensus. What is my dare? You are going to, my friend, get to see some of the best action ever created in a movie. I don't. I just watched an action movie. I know. Give me something else. Nope. This is what you're getting. Because it's so important that you get to see Sandra Bullock, no, Jason I, no. Patrick, yeah. no. Willem Dafoe on what? a cruise ship. On a cruise ship in Speed Two, Cruise Control. Good luck. <laughs> it's like a ninety-minute Baywatch episode. That is correct. It's like, which they Ma- but did Michael that. Bay did not direct it. Who directed it? Jan Debont. Oh, that's pretty much as bad, by the way. Have you looked at his filmography? Uh, he did Speed, though. Number one. Yeah, exactly. I know. And he did Minority Report. Oh, he produced that. Sorry. No, he, he did Twister. Twister was great. Twister was not great. Twister was fabulous. The Paper Boy. Oh, he executive produced that. Yeah. Anyway, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sandy Bullock. Sandy. Sandy. Oscar winning. Is she an Oscar winner? For she what? Did. Yep. She won for the Lions. Football one. Oh, she did not. She did. She did. What? Yeah, she did. Why? How weak was that? That movie was so know. good. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway. that's that's it for this week. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision and photography via Leonard Conlon Photography. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And YouTube, check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners. So please, please comment often. Give us ideas. Tell us films. Dare us. Just let us give us something. Anything. Uh, That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage Rage on. on.